Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lost Talk Radio. Good morning, and thank you for joining us today for Live Dharma Sunday. Please note that if you have called in to listen to today's broadcast, that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you're listening from any of our Bright Dawn sites, Note that it is not necessary to call in. You may have to wait a second or two for the loading and buffering process to complete, but if there is still no audio, please refresh your page. For more information about Bright Dawn and its activities and links to our social media sites, please visit brightdawn.org. Once again, thank you for listening to Live Dharma Sunday, and enjoy the talk. Welcome everyone to Live Dharma Sunday for May 30th, 2021. Koyo Kubose here. So very, very glad you joined us on this Memorial Day weekend. Well, indeed, indeed. Uh, I don't, I don't, I didn't brush up on the history of Memorial Day, but was. you would think we would honor all dead, um, but there's nothing wrong, I suppose, with special day to honor soldiers, okay. uh, even though we may be pacifists, uh, we could support the troops. And uh, we see this play out in public uh, events. I remember back in 2003 when President Bush uh, declared war. We went to war in the Middle East there. And uh, a lot of uh, community organizations, religious groups held rallies against the protests that we went into war in 2003. And uh, I was participating in a rally like that. uh, And some uh, uh, man's voice from back in the audience, this was outside in a park, and a voice from the back shouted, support the troops. And right away, Somebody from the front said, yeah, bring them back. 
uh, I guess that second person was prepared in a way to how to answer it when the person said, you know, support the troops, as though we were protesting against the troops. But we're for the troops. Yeah, no war. Bring them back. You don't have to have troops okay, out there killing each other. So support the troops, but not the war. Huh? They never seen interchange. What? Things happen, you know. Uh, well, Memorial Day weekend, I'm out in the garden. It's a peaceful place, nature. And um, when I reflect upon what I'm why am I, how, how is it that I am, I come to be working in this garden? Uh, what are the major uh, karmic influences there? And I think of both my father and my father-in-law. These are major influences. Uh, it's not widely known unless you read my father is a biography. Uh, said Reverend Gilme M. Kubose. At this time, uh, <laughs> he was a uh, growing up. He was Masao Kubose, no Gilme yet, <laughs> which is his Dharma name given to him by his teacher later, after he became ordained. But he was as Masao Kubose young man uh, trained in landscape, uh, well, planting vegetables and then loading them up on a cart and bringing them to market. That would what, what he did. And he'd have to do this, as I understand it, you know, load up the vegetables early in the morning when they're, they're harvested and then pull that cart to the market. So he had this background about how to grow things. Okay? And I think a lot of Japanese and Japanese Americans, when they, um, they were in, they knew how to grow vegetables. And if they're in California or places where the, you know, the, we've seen a lot of documentaries on this, it's a barren field dry, you know, and um, maybe other people, they tried to grow things there, I don't know, or maybe they look at the conditions and they didn't, they didn't even try. But when the Japanese-American came, they said, well, next thing you know, that whole field is green. And uh, so they were good at it. And, of course, this raises aspects of competition uh, discrimination from the majority culture, white culture in that area. Uh, these, you know, these Japs are, or maybe they even call them Chinamen. <laughs> you know, uh, they're they're taking away our livelihood as uh, produce. 
for those producers of fruit and vegetables. Huh? It'll come down to jobs, competition, and so forth. And uh, so many Japanese Americans, they, they had a background in, many of them did the nurseries, had nurseries, some successful nurseries over several generations, then they're very rich, prosperous. Maybe they specialize in certain you know, flowers or whatever, successful nurseries in California by Japanese Americans. And so, anyway, part, part because of cultural reasons and so forth, my father had that background. And, well, later on he became a minister, but he never lost his love of, of, he said, putting his hands in dirt. I like dirt. <laughs> he said, and uh, he was, whenever we went on a vacation anywhere or we visited relatives or friends, he'd get up early in the morning and he'd be out there. Uh, pruning a tree, <laughs> you know, looking around, puttering in the yard. And many times he would see some uh, wildflower or something, young plant. He said, oh, can I take this? And he'd, they'd dig it, he'd dig it up, it would, you know, and have some dirt on the roots and bring it home, plant it. I remember him always doing that, so I started doing that too. And uh, uh, it, it's very satisfying. You, t- you see something, and then you bring it home, you plant it, and it grows, and you remember that trip. You remember those people. You remember their garden. Uh, and uh, I remember I was visiting a family, and um, uh, you know, I was speaking in uh, Canada, uh, and I was staying with the family, and this family happened to have an award-winning garden. <laughs> and uh, uh, we were talking about it and everything. And so she she wanted me to take this plant home, one of these plants home that she dug up. And uh, I said, oh, oh, well, you know, I know that I would have trouble it, at customs. And right away she grabbed the plant and she went out of the room, then she came back in the room and with a gift-wrapped package. And she says, this is a package for your father, and you don't know what's in it. <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. Uh, anyway, uh, my father-in-law, Mr. Kimura, uh, he was a professional landscape gardener. His whole life, he had a panel truck, and I don't know how many clients he had. Huh? And uh, he'd go and take care of the landscaping. And he, I, I, you could tell he, he, he worked into his 90s. He, he loved his work. You're outside? No one's bossing you around. You're by yourself. You, you're your own boss. You got maybe a transistor radio in your ear. Yeah. 
and you you and you're working with nature and the plants huh you can see the results of your work and you know you're creating beauty uh how good is that you know, outside no one to bother you huh? when he got old, too old to drive but he still drove and he started hitting you know parked cars and stuff so Adrian's mother, yeah, my my mother-in-law, she had to drive him to work, drive him around. You know, he he loved his work, and so he he had all the tools. And so when the both parents were gone and the, the children had to clean out the house and everything, and well, we got all the tools. I'm using my father-in-law's garden tools. Oh, and I'm working away, okay, in my garden. How good is that? You know, my father, my father-in-law, boom, under the wide sky, uh, central California here, the weather is good. Spring comes in March, and we're still harvesting in late October, you know. Uh, I, I appreciate it. I'm a city boy. Huh? As my brother said, I'm a city boy going wild. I didn't know anything about landscaping, about growing anything. But uh, nature does the work, most of the work anyway. And I talked to my uncles and relatives that are in the area here and start to learn things. And, and of course, you you learn by doing <laughs> Except I always thought, gee, it's a steep learning curve because if you make a mistake and you learn something, you got to wait until one whole year, one season before you put that lesson into effect, you know. Um, and so you learn a lot about uh, nature, about living with gophers and squirrels and, uh, you know, you learn about worms, you learn about composting, you learn... Uh, oh, I cannot still, I just, whenever I think about composting, I just cannot understand how you get all this yuck, garbage, this uh, kitchen scraps, landscape waste, and you throw out all this stuff, put some leaves in brown, so-called brown stuff, you know, mix it with the green. Uh, boom, you get, you get this soil, this compost that's rich, put it, grab it some fistful and, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like humus rich soil. That's a miracle. I don't, how does that happen? You know? Wow. Well, I'm sure uh, the professionals that could explain the process and we know there's Nothing mysterious about the process, but to me it's a mysterious process, see? and I like it that way. Yeah. So I have a compost pile, and boy, because I got raised beds. Some of you, you know, may know my gardening situation, but I I got eleven, uh, yeah, eleven raised beds. Each one is four by twenty, four feet by twenty feet, and uh, I had to fill them up. Uh, with soil, 
okay? compost, everything, add amendments, okay? um, soil amendments. Okay? Boy, and uh, you plant, you got to start, you got to rotate your crops, what crops that can be combined together, grow together okay, which don't. Uh, you got to keep an eye on things. You know, a little pest might happen, this and this and that. Uh, it's involved, but it's great. But it's great. Okay? Nature has a lot of lessons to teach a novice and even experienced people to appreciate the process of growing things. Uh, it is a tremendous, tremendous thing. And uh, so when I go out and uh, I, I love to go out, even in, especially in this current uh, rough emotional time in, in domestic situations and uh, turmoil, emotional turmoil times in your life, things are going on, you, garden is waiting for you. You go out, you start getting involved. You got to concentrate on what you're doing. And something about being outside, something about being under that big sky, yeah? uh, and being so fortunate that the weather is so good. I don't, I never take it for granted, man, being a Midwest city boy, <laughs> you know, I never appreciated uh, gardening before. Uh, but due to my father, my father-in-law, there I am. And uh, it is a real, I don't know, I, I, I won't say soothing or gratifying or whatever those kind of adjectives are. It's certainly ser the serene, tranquil, but you're working hard too, you know. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with sweat <laughs> and getting tired muscles. And then, and well, I have to admit that I, I don't grow too many flowers. I do have some flowers uh, along the fence in my garden area, but my, but I'm a vegetable man, you know, fruit and vegetables. I'm kind of pragmatic that way. Flowers are nice to look at and so forth, but uh, yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of exceptions. I have some rows of Sharon that I brought, only two inches high when I visited my sister in Chicago and I, and they had some nice large uh, Rosa Sharon bushes. They're sort of tree tree bushes. And then there were some little tiny ones all scattered around on the ground, you know. And so I just dug them up. They're only a couple inches high and bring back, you know, a dozen or so. And you carry on, plant them and a lot of them don't make it as much care as you give them. But I got one that, yeah, yeah. You know, it was the strongest one, I guess, or whatever. But uh, so I got these. Okay. And 
Chicago was right there with me in the garden from my sister's place. And the roses sharing. Oh, they got beautiful flowers, you know. And uh, so I've learned about cutting, to propagate by cuttings, by grafting. Not that I'm an expert or know a lot. I'm still a real, a real novice. But if you're doing it, you can't help but learn a little bit about it. And um, I, I, uh, I could see why there's a lot of gardeners around, you know. And uh, to be able to share uh, fruit, and you get a lot of stories. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of different things happen. <laughs> When you're doing a garden, you know, some of you may remember, I, uh, I planted some Martha Stewart uh, sunflowers. These are these were huge sunflowers. They're probably 20 feet tall. Big old sunflower, maybe about two feet in diameter, round, huge and healthy. And <laughs> we had about three of them right now. And then one day, a good thing I took a picture of it, you know, because one day it came and all the heads were gone. It was just a, it was just a stalk, okay, 15 feet high, and then the top is gone. There's no shavings or anything on the ground underneath. Somebody went up there and said, hey, look at all these sunflowers here. Holy, I'm going to take these home. Okay, I guess. Some some suspicious people said, no, nah, no, nah, somebody came in your yard and took those. <laughs> no, nah, nah, we're, if you've ever visited our place, uh, it, it, there's not much public access. We're on a very private road, cul-de-sac, and uh, we got about a 300-foot driveway, gravel driveway from the from the road to our house and our area there, and there's no way that somebody, passer buyers, would see something and say, oh, you know. Uh, but anyway, I know. But sometimes when you see the way it's, the stem or shoot is cut, you know, it's just like a, a knife did it, not jagged or like it's chewed on. It's just sliced off, okay, at a little angle usually, okay. And uh, so these animals, I don't know, sharp teeth are whatever, and uh, so we got gophers, we got uh, a lot of rodents and uh, moles, whatever, and I remember in our front, uh, not so much now, I don't know the real difference, but when we first moved here, and I didn't realize, but the animals, they're always looking for nests, place to build their nests. Probably the female says, uh, hey, I got some young ones coming along, says to the mate, that home built. So they go in, they find a nice place, like your engine compartment, <laughs> kind of a warm place, all covered up. They could get access on, from underneath the car, and you don't realize it because you don't open up your hood and take a look all the time until you started to have problems. Uh-huh. Uh, you got all that nesting material in there and your engine gets hot, you know. 
Uh, you could have a fire in there very easily. Yeah. Uh, and well, we did. You know, I could. There's some stories there. Uh, so you start looking at looking under your hood before you drive off sometimes. Okay. So we had that experience, and um, you you try you try you talk to people and you say and they all have some kind of a I don't know what you call it a wife's tale or you know some folk wisdom or whatever about how to handle that. Oh, put some you know juicy fruit gum in there. They don't like that that smell or use a you know this kind of a lava soap that has a strong odor. Okay, I, I don't know you. I never saw anything that was really effective, but everybody has these hints of things to do to try to handle these kinds of situations, you know. But eventually, somehow, uh, you all learn to get along, and, and they don't bother us anymore. So I guess these people are here to stay, and we'll, we don't want to mess around, and they bother us, and so let's not bother each other. So... Uh, we don't have any animals, rodents, making nests in our engine compartments. Knock on wood. Okay. So, and there's a lot of different experiences that are, you always get a surprise. Nature always has more lessons for you, okay, when you're working outside in the garden and landscaping and watering Gee, how should I fertilize? Well, I got to be organic or do this, do that. And I'll tell you, there's nothing like in the early spring, bare dirt, and you see these tiny little green shoots all in a row, you know, coming up. Uh, Hard to describe that kind of feeling. You know, let me see those tiny little shoots coming up. Okay. Uh, and so I uh, I grow, well, over the years, I've, I've grown from A to Z uh, many, many things. That, you know, you want to try it, you see. You know, I, I got the 11 beds, gee. So I've grown, you know, I got asparagus. Some, some are perennial, some... Asparagus, if you plant it, it'll, it's a perennial. It'll, that's it for you. You're set for 10 years at least. Every spring, boom. Thick, uh, you know, thick stems of, of asparagus, tender. Whoa, you won't get it in a store. And the flavor, of course, you know. I remember people like, well, my, my nephew raised in the Central Cal, and, and when he visiting in the Midwest, he would eat the tomatoes in the, from, from the supermarket in the Midwest. He goes, what is this? You know, he's used to real tomatoes, homegrown tomatoes. Um, <laughs> and so, anyway, I'm very fortunate that uh, I haven't had bad Real bad uh, pest, uh, and again, knock on wood and everything, but you got to keep an eye out and see what's going on. 
Okay. Keep on top of things. Um, and you, and you try different things. Okay. Um, I've got melons and, uh, oh, the gophers, they love melons. So I, I, I have to figure out ways to keep them out of the raised beds. And I, I've got a, I had some aluminum, aluminum sheeting, uh, maybe about two feet and had long strips. And then I nailed it down around the perimeter of the bed, you know, so that, whoa, I see. Long-winded guy today. <laughs> Support the troops, not the war. Get outside and garden. That's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going, and you have a wonderful day. Thank you. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.